Dark save for light being cast from the big TV screen and the imminent sunrise that's teasing the one starry sky with whispers of morning. George, what's happening? Not a lot, man. What's going on with you? We uh we spent this time shooting aliens. Lots of aliens. Tremendous sums of aliens, and in fact, a, a horde of aliens that seemed never ending, almost Sisyphusian in endeavor. <laughs> <laughs> so my my favorite fact about this game, Contra Three, the Alien Wars, not a Alien War, the, the Alien Wars. Yeah, that's like, a definite article, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, it was released in North America on my birthday. Oh, I mean not the year, but you know on my birthday day. Huh. Interesting. So on on, on the day of your birth, the alien said like this far, no further. It's yeah. Time to, it's time to invade, and then the Alien Wars happens. Yeah, and, uh, he that that particular guy has to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so in, in in a war between humanity and the aliens, you are the number one threat. Yeah, I'm that the John legit. Connor of this terrible franchise. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and yet the even though there's only this one video game that we've played, I could say that I would rather watch a movie based off of this game that was you know not like a five-star you know game <laughs> then watch some of the later in the terminator series oh i gave up after three uh yeah. i know that there are other movies <laughs> i think i i think i'm up to speed on them i don't know it's hard Oof. it's hard to tell like whether or not i was like watching these movies or being punched repeatedly about the head until i had a concussion but we digress contra three <laughs> alien wars <laughs> Yeah, so uh, one of the first things I noticed about this, and I know this probably sounds really stupid to anyone who takes game design or game mechanics or anything, uh, you know, critically, like we are, let's face it, pretending to do here, oh, yeah. um, is this game and all games like this game, they're bullet hell games on foot. <laughs> right? Yep. Like it's it's the exact same kind of aesthetic. Like there's crap coming at you from all directions and you have to shoot that crap. And and that's interesting because um two things. One is uh you you mentioned that this game came out on your birthday. Did it also come with a cover of your your mother's maiden name? I'm 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 asking for a friend. <laughs> just just in case <laughs> or or maybe the high school that I went to yeah, or my or first or car like making model. <laughs> um no, but yeah, actually, when I was playing, because I had never, I, I, don't, I forget if we've mentioned it in another episode, but I, I had never heard of the phrase bullet hell game before. So when we first played a bullet hell game, I mentioned it to you and you're like, oh, yeah, is that bullet hell game? I'm like, it's it's like a flying game. <laughs> no. <laughs> why, why are you swearing at me? And um, and so then, you know, like like you said, that that's the thing. So as I was playing this, I'm like, would, I actually thought, would this fall into that category? Because I felt as close to seizing with this game as I did with, with, you know, some of the other ones we played. So I was like, this, this feels the same, but yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah. I, I don't know if that's the technical, I mean, cause the, the controls are a little different in that you don't have total freedom of movement the way you do. So, I mean, it's, it's a platformer with lots and lots and lots and lots of shooting. So, and, and I think the platformer is probably the, the, genre it would fall under but i mean the the 
the play style, the way it makes you feel as a player is way closer to a bullet hell game than to friggin' Mario. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I, I, I say like, it would be like if Sonic and Gradius performed the fusion dance, (laughs) like that, I feel like that'd get pretty close to, I mean, actually, yeah, no, those two games smash together because there's, you got the space and bullet hellness from Gradius. And then, the attitude of Sonic. Yeah, I know it's not this game, but every in between every level when there's like the still pixel art of of yeah. like dude or dudes with guns, all I could think of was the opening to oh god, is it it's not is it Streets of Rage or Final Fight? That's mm. oh no, it's is it it must be um Oh, crap, it might be del- I don't know, all these games are blending all those fight em up <laughs> like beat 'em up games are blending together, but it, it's uh um, are you a bad enough dude to save? Oh, it's bad dudes. That's literally the name of the game. Bad dudes. It's, are you a bad enough dude to save the president? And I mean, one, that is just an amazing question to pose to a person. And yes. two, the, the aesthetic, the, cause I mean, this game came out in the nineties or at least I, it hit consoles in the nineties. So it might've been the very late eighties. It was originally conceived, but I mean, it's, it's mullets, it's tank tops, it's Rambo, right? It's Rambo with aliens. Right. Yeah, it, yeah. well, it's Rambo 3 with aliens because, you know, it doesn't, <laughs> well, it's not yes. Rambo 1. There's none of that nuance that was in Rambo 1. Like, there's none of that. And uh, I don't know, man. I, I just, I, first of all, I've never heard the game of the game, Are You Bad Enough of a Dude to Say the Well, no, the game is just called Bad Dudes. Oh, yeah okay so wait that makes a little bit more sense but two i i I wouldn't even know what to do if somebody comes to me like are you a bad enough dude to save the president i'm like confident that the answer to that question is no like (laughs) it depends on what's coming after him but considering the plethora of things that can come after a president versus the average things i deal with in my day-to-day life i'm confident that the answer to that question is no. so somebody said like well this game will let you find out i'd be like uh hard pass but thank you Well, and, and anytime someone speaks to you in the language you feel you're most fluent in, and you're like, I understood all the words in that sentence, <laughs> and I even understood the grammar of how they were strung together, but I don't really follow your meaning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, is there a bad dude scale I'm just now learning about <laughs> that, that I'm expected to be somewhere on? <laughs> and is it like you know because it's just like is it you know the kelvin scale like is a zero like there is no badness or is it that there's no dude you know because like i mean that's sexist you know that's messed up you know so. yeah, well i mean any like anything made in the 80s women were allowed to wear bikinis men were required to wear tank tops yep and thank god you just like in a bullet hell game like i don't even know why there's a fire button right because Right. Like, why would you let it go ever for any reason? Like, there's no tactical reason to no. stop shooting. No. And, and that and that does elegantly bring us back to Contra 3. Um, yeah, no, a- absolutely. I uh, and we'll probably touch on more in, in gameplay. But uh, no, I, I had the fire button down all the time. There was no reason not to. And I just <laughs> I think that I could have just choked the aliens with my shells like my my shell casings you know <laughs> like that, I probably, that that is what ultimately wins the day yeah. is it but then the, the the downside is that um the economy is thrown into like this horrible spiral because i've used all of the metal on earth to you know <laughs> fire bullets at these aliens I, I'm, I'm pretty confident i used all of the metal on earth 
Well, so, okay. So I, I want to ask first, before we get into like visuals and, and talk about the game proper, um, you, you and I had a very different uh, nostalgia experience of this game in that um, I thought I was firing an arrow at the target, but I was actually, my back was to the target and there was like a mirror that I could see the target's reflection in, but I didn't know it was a mirror because all of my memories were of Contra. And the this contra. is, in, yeah, the Contra. And this is in <laughs> fact Contra 3. And I remember texting you this week and, and asking you how your playthrough was going. And I was like, oh, so did you yet realize that you were thinking of Contra and not Contra 3, to which you said? I said, because uh, at that point I hadn't played it yet, but I was like, I'm pretty confident that it's Contra 3 that I'm remembering because I didn't have an NES at my dad's <laughs> house and that is where I played this game. Uh, so, and, and, and I was correct. This is the game that I remembered. So I am, I will be viewing it through nostalgia goggles and you will be viewing it through. Not quite nostalgia goggles, but it like, I definitely played this game, but, <laughs> but it's, uh, man, it's, I crap. We played another game that this exact thing happened to you where you were like, Oh, I was thinking of X and this yes. is in fact Y. So it's like, and I mean, the Contra games are designed to be this way. Like it's more of the same, right? right. You're not, you're not coming for a fresh new experience. It's kind of like you don't really get into a Mario game. Like you, you played Super Mario World because you love Super Mario 3, right? right? You wanted more of that, but better in, in ways you never even imagined, but still the same. And right. that, that's, you know, a, a good series should be like that. And so even though I kept, realizing like oh no that was contra no wait no definitely the original contra <laughs> like there was at no point where i felt like that detracted from the experience it's not like i was expecting terminator 2 and i got terminator genesis yeah. <laughs> it was like i was expecting terminator 2 and i got terminator 1 so i was like yeah, right. it's, no it's still it's fine it's fine yeah. it's fine yeah. and you're like oh you know it's it's polished a little bit different it's, it's it's okay but you know there's no wacky time physics or anything like that yeah no i think um I think for 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 me, like I said, like I, I I actually remembered it, but I I definitely would say that it's not you know where you're like oh I can't play Contra Three because I'll be completely lost in the highly cerebral story. You know? <laughs> like, like you know, it's not like you had to like go wiki you know Contra Two and be like oh well what happened in that one because otherwise this isn't gonna make any sense. Yeah. On the last episode of Contra, yeah, no, you you need. Well, all of the background is actually, this is my segue into the game now, because <laughs> all of the background story is summed up in the opening, which is kind of really beautiful pixel art where uh, an alien ship comes, it says the year, and mm -hmm. there's like a, a city, Scott, like an ultra dense, like mega city, because I think it's the year like 2646. Yes, and I did actually like that, because to be, okay, full disclosure, all I saw <laughs> at the opening was... AD 2636 and I said whatever and I hit start and then started playing the game <laughs> and I, I kept meaning to go back and like actually watch it and I didn't so I'll be hearing this from the first time through you but I did remember thinking to myself I like the fact that they picked a very distant year you know because a little a, a small part of me bums out every time when they're like in the distant year 2005 and I'm like <laughs> I don't remember 20 out of five <laughs> being like this. Like, ugh. I think I, I don't think that that I'd be playing this video game right now if 
15 years ago or you know whatever 12 years ago like th that happened so uh the, the so recovery was swift and effective <laughs> <laughs> no what yeah once we made peace with the aliens they were like oh we'll just fix it no so it's the the opening is like a ship you know kind of like independence day style like fills the sky and then like a laser beam comes out of it and then in i don't know two frames of animation so you know a fraction of a second the city goes from being totally fine to just being ruins as far as the eye can see. Like nice. edge to edge of the screen is now devastation, which did make me think back to another stupid thing from our childhood, which was, it's too bad it's Sunday. Those pe those buildings <laughs> would have been full of people on Monday. <laughs> Uh, yes, yes. And then all of a sudden you just see like an airplane like flying through and it explodes. And it's like, look, I can see their parachutes. No parachutes. No They're parachutes. all dead. Blew up the cargo robot. So, <laughs> so like the, but the thing that I found interesting about that is that it's visually so ridiculous. Like you, I mean, everything is just suddenly on fire with no warning, but it tells you everything you need to know. Like, you're a human, so you identify with the human-looking city. That thing up in the sky is not a human, and that thing up in the sky just destroyed everything you identify with in, like, literally an instant. Right. And now you have a tank top and a gun, and that's, like, that's it. That's your background. Yep. Oh, yeah. No, and, and, and that's, uh, and it's very, um, it, it, this is, is tangential, but uh, and it's something that I think is worth looking into if you haven't, but um, there's a very distinctly different myth of the gun between japan and america and this is a wildly american version of the myth <laughs> of the gun because like yes the yes yeah, the myth <laughs> of the gun in, in japanese culture is that the gun is the extension of the person and it's the the person that is like you know mastery which is why most of the time you see like gundams and things like that where it's yeah. like the person is the gun this is like the world has ended. You are a Navy SEAL. All you have is your training and this gun. Now yeah. go save, I guess, what's left of the world. I don't know. Maybe it's more of an I am legend thing. And it's like, <laughs> you should have just let it go. But I didn't. I, nope. I threw my many lives and my many, my, my many dead bodies onto the pile. Yeah. But I do think that that uh that opening and then the gameplay itself which is a i mean the opening cinematic is in no i mean cinematic right it's super <laughs> nintendo game but the the opening cinematic is in no way um like fancier than anything you're about to see and the whole game is just over the top like almost proto duke nukem style like super bright colors you always know what the bad guys are because they're the only other thing that moves. Mm -hmm. Like, did you notice zero things that move don't require you to shoot them with ooh, maybe one exception? There's one spinning platform I can think of. So the, the platform like spins mm -hmm. and you can you hang on to it. And I think that is literally the only thing in the game that moves that you are not supposed to shoot. There's... One other thing, and maybe you can shoot it. I did not try, but in the first level, there's like these like little like it, it's on the sidewalk, oh, not the, on the, the whole the fire, yeah. where the fire like shoots up, and you're supposed to like jump in between them. 
And then even then okay, I guess uh, you're not supposed to shoot the fire, but if this character could shoot out a fire, he definitely <laughs> would. I mean, he'd certainly take a swing at it, right? <laughs> yeah, no. Um, really? I, you wouldn't say he'd take a shot? You know, two on the nose, man. You know? <laughs> <laughs> You got You got You got to keep people keep people guessing. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, it's it's very simplistic in, in in that sense. But I think that like like we've discussed before, for bullet hell games, it has to be. Um, oh yeah, yeah. If you had to distinguish friend from foe, yeah, no, and at no <laughs> point is that is that ever a concern. Um, yeah, and and overall, I thought that the, the graphics were were very good in the sense that you know because as as we we continue doing these episodes you know um because the people are very like over the top and almost iconic you know because at least for americans rambo you know if you say rambo it, it, it you probably initially would picture sylvester stallone but that being said if you had somebody who looked nothing like sylvester stallone but like in the muddy tank top you know with the bandana tied around his you know muscly arm and you know the the, the whole thing and be like, who's that guy look like? It's like, oh, well, we got a Rambo over here, you know? Like, yeah. so the fact that that's what they were trying to render as the hero, uh, at no point was I, I just was like, yeah, no, that's me. That's me, Rambo. I'm just running around shooting everything. Yeah. And shooting uh, shoot shoots a lot. I get it. Yep. <laughs> I, I don't need to ask any anyone what my motivation is. Like, I have a gun. They are going to receive bullets from my gun. Yep. Th yeah. They're and, seen. And and also too, I think that it's interesting because, you know, like you said, pretty much everything that moves, like, kills you. And it, 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 everything that moves deserves your immediate respect for its immediate threat to your life and well-being, right? Well, and the power-ups, which are the only other thing that move, right. but you do need to shoot them. <laughs> right, you do need to shoot them. But that being said, so like, then the power-up hits the ground, right? And I, I can't imagine a way they could have telegraphed this is a good thing more than a literal eagle that holds the power up. Yeah, I mean, and, and it doesn't move. Yeah, it doesn't move. You know, <laughs> like it's the ground. But even if I was like tentative, I'm like, I don't know, man. I mean, might as well just sit like bro force USA, like across the thing, you know? So I was just kind of like, I'm pretty confident that touching this will, will not kill me. And then we can definitely touch on this in gameplay. But that being said, too, I played it pretty fast and loose with things I was wanting to try because the amount of times that I died was <laughs> my own life became frivolous at some point where I'd just be like, touch it, see if it, oh, it killed me? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I mean, we'll get to that in mechanics. <laughs> um, but it, it, I, I like uh, your distinction of, you know, like how do the graphics look versus serving gameplay. And, and I think that even though I would say everything is fairly equally bright, I never, and, and there are things that are the same colors as you, like the main character when you're in single player is, you know, a, a white guy with blonde hair and, and red tank top. Um, but there are definitely red and yellow things about like there are, there's no one else that looks human, but there are other things that are humanoid in size, but they're usually like, pink or purple or green like they're clearly not you and right. you are almost always in the dead center of the screen except when there's um small sections where the screen either stops or is moving automatically so it's really obvious where you are and anything that's moving that's not you you should be shooting so like yeah. there there's a ton of crap on screen at any moment and yet 
totally clear on like there's me there's an enemy there's bullets there that thing's moving whatever you know it's doing whatever its thing is like it's a tank or a little robot or something like super easy to follow all of the enemy sprites i mean there's lots of the same ones but each enemy is like unique and pretty looking like just actually a surprisingly high level of polish for a game that you are intentionally not paying close attention to the detail on anything because looking at something too long would mean something else killing you. Right, absolutely. And one thing that I noticed, um, well, actually, so one thing that I, I definitely noticed was that a lot of the times, like so, you, like you said, there are, are, are bad guys that are clearly bad guys, but anything that is shot at you, right? So, like, most of the bad guys, they move kind of slowly, and the bosses, they have their own patterns and, and, and all that fun stuff. But anything that's shot at you or moves quickly that's, like, I, I guess what we would call an inanimate object, flashes, you know? So, like, the little bullets that they shoot are flashing, like, rainbow colors, you know? Yeah. Hey, 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 I'm coming. Yeah, yeah, it's, this, is, this is bad. And then um, the even the, like... Uh, whatever like fireballs and things like that have that kind of like flashy glow to them so it's like it does draw your eye more quickly and immediately to like this thing that typically moves faster or in a way that an enemy can't because like most of the enemies they move linearly across the earth so it's like this thing actually has like full two-dimensional movement so it need you need to be paying more attention to it and they do that by actually making it flash which is i thought very very nice you know yeah, and it's it's um it's those those flashy bullets are like a little bit slower. Mm -hmm. Um a lot of enemies actually don't have projectile weapons at all. Like I noticed in the first level, the enemies that come from the the sides of the screen, if you jump over them, they will just continue on their path. Yeah. And just run right off the edge <laughs> of the screen. <laughs> so and then that, that that immediately then begs the question, it's like, were they trying to hurt you or are they just like rage demons that just are like running, just running? And and as long as you just like get out of the way, then they're just kind of like, oh, man, I was trying to hurt you. I, I got nothing against you. I just I just need to run, you know? Well, or you really are the last person on Earth and they're just like, they're not even looking for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man, if you are the last person on Earth in this one, I, I, I do think that it's actually like more of, of a righteous path for you to just let humanity go than to kill a whole bunch of aliens and then let humanity go because y you can't reproduce asexually. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> On the first level, and this is something I can't remember. So um, I played this through. So in the option mode, you can pick how many lives that you start with, right? Or right. rests, as they say. Yeah, there, what the hell was up with that? I don't know, man. I guess they didn't want to like be like, you know, you're dying, right? A lot, right? Or uh, all the time, just all, just so much. Death. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I, 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 so I immediately upped it to the maximum number of rests the game would allow me to have, and then brought it down to the lowest level of difficulty the game would allow me to have. Same and same. Yes, because I didn't. Why? Why? Why wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't judge myself worth on my ability to play this game. So I wanted to have a good time. And I was pretty confident. I'm like, I remember old games and I remember how hard <laughs> they could get. <laughs> I don't want none of that. So you've, so one of the things that I noticed is in the first level, did, did, did you see those little dog monsters? Oh like, my God. What's that? Okay. Right. 
Like, so I'm just like sitting <laughs> around and there's like a dog like eating out the garbage as they do. And then the dog looks up at you with like crazy demon face. And I was like, bah. Like, yeah. Now that that is <laughs> probably the only graphic in the game or it's certainly the only one I could think of where I was like, why is that? <laughs> so here's here's why. It, and and I, I didn't do any of the legwork I should have done on this, but. <laughs> I love I'm, our dedication to research on this program. <laughs> yeah, no, not, not, I mean, you, you do infinitely more research than I do. And, and I think you've looked up like three things. So that's um, three too many as far as you're concerned. It's, it's three over zero, man, still undefined. <laughs> um, but no, I'm, I'm pretty confident, if I remember correctly, that on the harder difficulties, those things do come after you. Oh. Yeah, so like... I, I mean, the, we both took the coward's way out, so we'll never know for sure. Exactly, unless somebody, you know, like, like calls us up and says, you know, like, oh, hey, well, actually, but, you know, as, as I've, I've said before, and I, I'll say it again, I don't, I don't care to get well actually. Yeah, but, no uh, thanks. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, because, okay, and then this, this is, this bears on this particular thing. When I was younger... Not only did I, I, I played this game a fair amount, but I almost exclusively played it with Game Genie mm. with an infinite number of lives. And that changes your play style a little bit. So uh, much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if I remember correctly, when I was younger, I consistently played this on hard mode because there was literally at that point no loss condition. And I'm confident that I remember those, those, those dogs coming after me because I was really prepared for it. And then they just kept staring at me and I kept staring at them and <laughs> and I just went about my day, you know? I mean, to be fair, the way they stare at you is itself pretty haunting and threatening. So it is. I mean, it's yes. possible that like 10 year old you just perceived <laughs> the threatening stare as them coming after you. No, I, that That's possible. I mean, I did play this game a lot. So it might've been that one time I played it when I had like a fever or something, like when I was sick. <laughs> And then, uh, and then I just had like like fever dreams about like the dogs coming after me. I mean, that's not beyond the realm of possible. Yeah. So the the one other thing I'll say about the visuals is, um, and I mean, feel feel free to contribute other things, but this is the one other thing that really stood out to me, which is you when the bosses, especially they the designers uh, were like shameless in like the best way because nothing about this game makes any damn sense. The levels make no damn sense. The, the weapons are insane. The, the monsters are all insane, but the, the bosses really stand out as them just being like, yeah, no creature like this could ever possibly exist, but literally who cares (laughs) because it's cool looking we can put a big glowy red spot on it where you're supposed to shoot it, which not every boss had um, because some of them you could just shoot literally anywhere. And it was nice that they kind of mix that up. But, but it, it just like, I loved how few f***s were given about the, the, <laughs> the realism in any of the design because it made every boss and even individual monsters feel like interesting and like worth paying attention to. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. I, 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 and I did want to touch on this is that the the enemy models were incredibly varied, especially considering some of the games that we've seen where there's like five bad guys and then a whole bunch of palette swaps. Yeah, like every every bad guy felt unique and interesting to fight, especially the bosses. And 
the like you said, there physics just right out the window, you know. <laughs> but because of that, it, it gave you a lot of interesting gameplay opportunities to, uh, you know, like uh, for example, the the one. For, first of all, I do I do just want to say that your grip strength in this game is <laughs> unbelievable. It's so unbelievable. <laughs> they the part where you're hanging onto the helicopter, mm-hmm. they made no effort. To make it look like you are like your hand is hooked over it, nope. like you are palming it with the flat of your hand, which it, means I, I you're dig like my toes into the missiles. Totally <laughs> <laughs> dig their fingers into the missiles. Don't you get it? You shouldn't be that strong. Well, but that's a, I think if you looked carefully, you would see that his palm is flat against it, the way you would like hold like a pizza pie up over your head if you were like a stereotype. <laughs> Which to me says that you're actually using some kind of um, like squid-like suction mm. to like vacuum seal your hand to it. Especially when you consider anything you're hanging off of, you still get your full jump off of. Yes. So you are, I guess, pulling yourself up into a jump. With one arm. With one arm. Right. While yeah. carrying a gigantic gun with infinity bullets, actually two gigantic guns, which means it's infinitely heavy. By <laughs> so, so that means that the, the real problem is the singularity caused by your infinitely massive weapon. Yeah, and um, see, these are all things the designers clearly were like, yeah, it doesn't have to make sense. It's more fun if it doesn't make sense. But they weren't trying to make it silly, right? It's not right. Duke Nukem. Yeah. It's just like, what if we designed a game for 12-year-olds as if we were 12-year-olds? Right. Like, and, all of this game design work was probably done on, like, in a spiral notebook, yeah. <laughs> sitting at a little wooden desk. <laughs> no, absolutely. Uh, so one of the, the the bad guys that you fight is the one where you start off hanging over him, and he's got, like, this little, like, twirly bit that you grab onto and shoot at him. And mm-hmm. then he comes back as you're, like, climbing a wall, right? And, like... That whole situation, as we just said, is just ridiculous on top of ridiculous. But the the getting to fight a bad guy that was like moving close and away from you over a pit of spikes while his drills slammed into a wall and you had to shoot at the red spot as it came <laughs> near you. I enjoyed that. Yeah, totally. Despite, <laughs> despite the fact that there is no reality in which that's even remotely physical, physically possible or the boss that's. I guess a living ship, or maybe you just have to, maybe there are just a bunch of bad guys on the ship. I don't know. But the, I thought it was very, and this is less gameplay visuals and more just like, I guess over the top, not silly, but just very over the top, ridiculously machismo. Like, <laughs> you, you've got to be talking about the missiles. Yep. When you're, <laughs> when, okay, when you're jumping from <laughs> missile to missile. That are being fired at this thing while also shooting at it with your infinity gun, with your infinity pistol, to try to defeat it. That's, I mean, that's that's an '80s childhood right there, right? I mean, like, well, and and what makes that so? Th- this actually bears on something else with the visuals I wanted to mention. But what makes those things spectacular is that they are from a a gameplay mechanics standpoint they're delivered in a very um like good linear way right so when you fight the the spinny uh thing that you like hang on to its arm mm-hmm. uh it's like oh hey um this thing like you got to shoot it in the middle 
and then it like flies away and then it comes back and it's like, oh, remember before how you learned how to climb walls with things not flying at you? Now there's a thing flying at you and you need to shoot it, but you can't shoot while you're climbing. So you got to move, shoot, move, shoot, shoot, move, right? But it's like, so you learn those things in like a really safe environment. But then if you actually analyze the situation, it's completely like banana pants. Oh, yeah. And then with the missile thing, like you're <laughs> hanging off of the miss, well, you're palming the missile. Yeah on the bottom of the helicopter and it's like, oh, okay. So I'm not really going to have total control over where I am right now. Cause I'm holding onto the helicopter and, and there's crap like flying at me and I got to shoot it, but I can jump and I can kind of move around a little bit. Like I have some control and then it fires the missile, which already like as an adult, I was just like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm too busy enjoying it to care. Oh yeah. <laughs> so then when it, it gets blown up and you have to like jump to the other missile and then all of these missiles start coming and you're like jumping between them. I was like, this is, this is really good level design. Like yeah. I understand exactly what I'm supposed to be doing, oh, but yeah. it's so absurd. Oh yeah. No. So from, from a game design standpoint, which we'll get into, it's, it's brilliant. It's very well done, especially for how over the top ridiculous it is from a visual standpoint. And just from a conceptual standpoint, it is just like, I think, I think you summed it up perfectly <laughs> as banana pants, but especially cause I didn't realize it until you said the fact that like you can't shoot while you're climbing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But you can shoot while you're jumping. Now, th there's a term in dance called spotting. Are you familiar with that? <laughs> I know exactly what you're going to say, and I'm so excited. <laughs> We're picking up on these same ridiculous things. So, so, sp <laughs> so spotting in dance is when you're spinning, you continue to try to look forward for as long as you can, and then you turn your head around, and it, it helps prevent you from getting dizzy. Now, when you jump in this game, you tuck into a nice little ball and 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 do like Se 17 several front flips yes yeah, like, like 17 front flips you do front flips until you land always on your feet no matter what distance you've fallen <laughs> so, the number of the number of front flips is a function of distance fallen not like how many whatever but during that time if you're shooting your gun you shoot with perfect accuracy in the exact same direction. So that means that as your body is twisting and twirling around your gun, you're managing to re-aim your weapon at the exact same point, which is, that that's why. That's why you're humanity's last defense. Is because you're ba you basically have superpowers, right? <laughs> well, and you can even, so while you are jumping, you can also change the orientation of your firing mm -hmm. while flipping forward. Yep. So, but again, <laughs> But again, to make that realistic would be boring. Exactly. Like, yeah, it would no, just I mean, be so boring. But the visual is so striking. Like, how am I doing that? <laughs> but I, it's like I'm compelled to ask how and why, but I don't actually like want an answer. Yeah. It's like, okay, so my shoulder dislocates while I'm spinning and it stays stationary and the, the, my body spins like, and, and I'm like a yo-yo on an axis. Like that's a perfectly acceptable explanation. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is that, like I said, like from a, from a visual standpoint, it's just like, what, what, what the hell, man. But like from a gameplay standpoint, it's, it's amazing. There's one other thing on the, the visuals that I did want to touch on. So, uh, and it kind of is tangential to um, the, uh, enemy design so you know 
the enemy design I thought was just amazing because like I said, it's, it's very varied. You don't ever feel at any point you're like, oh, this, this again. You know, like, oh, it's it's a, just another one of these guys. Like I was excited to continue to progress through this very difficult game if for no other reason than I wanted to see what the next thing they threw at me was, you know, like what it looked like. So the two bosses that I thought were the most that stuck out the most in my mind was the just shameless Terminator ripoff. <laughs> I got the, the the two robot things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, just I don't know. I got a kick out of that because it's like, hey man, you, you ever wanted to fight Terminator? How about two of them? And then a third really big one. Cool. We're good here. All right, moving on. Like it was almost like <laughs> they were like legally obligated to have that in there. And I'm wondering, I'm actually wondering like if they had to pay for it or anything, but I was just kind of like, huh, that was neat. Um, so I enjoyed that. And then I also enjoyed the fact that on the final stage, which I did not get to, I did have to look up online. But on the final stage, how you fight your way through an alien body. So each of mm. the boss, the mini bosses, all the way up to the final boss that you fight is like based off of a human organ. I thought that was really clever. Well, and if I understood the tiny bit of research I did correctly, all of those bosses came from, or most of them came from earlier Contra games. How did they? So they, this is what I read. So they, not only did they, were they able to reuse some of what they did before, which puts like some interesting lore into this otherwise loreless universe. <laughs> um, but, but they combined it, as you say, in a really smart way. Like, because then you fight a brain. So like you work up to the right. brain. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember getting into, um, you know, one of those arguments that just is so unbelievably important when you're younger and then you look back <laughs> on it and you're like, what? <laughs> who, who cares? But it was whether or not, so you fight a kidney first, right? And then, um, and I think it's after that you fight a heart and then you fight like this, like big, like weird looking thing that like, semi crawls along the ground mm, you know yeah that <clears throat> whether that was a liver or a stomach i almost got into a physical <laughs> <laughs> and i mean i still don't know like i don't i don't know if there's there's an answer to that but uh but yeah that that was i i just rem I, I i definitely remembered that when i saw that and i was like oh man i i really got angry about that because it's obviously a stomach and uh i, I don't I'm I'm going to need to look up a picture of this later because I, I don't have a clear enough <laughs> mental image to take a stand on this. And you seem pretty passionate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. It's, it's going to be great because the next time we're together and like we're like working through a kung fu form, it's going to be like, oh, we have to spar for a little bit because that that's a stomach. Right. Right. <laughs> I was just imagining waking up with like the knife up against my throat. <laughs> like, which was it, lions? Is it a liver or stomach? <laughs> Like whatever I have to say to make you go away. <laughs> so here's what I have to say, and I think this is actually my last thing about visuals. My notes on visuals are surprisingly sparse. I was really lame about that part. <laughs> um, but the uh, the the Terminator boss, the thing that I found so striking about that, and and tell me if you you agree with this, but the reason that particular boss stands out in my mind as being such an exemplar of visuals in this game is because. You enter this little room and there's enough information from the level you just went through and in the way the room is shaped that you immediately are like, I can climb on the wall, I can hang from the ceiling. Yep. And you need to do both of those things to defeat these monsters because you cannot possibly deal with them exclusively on the ground. Right. So there's a lot of very useful information conveyed very quickly. There's two of them. And what I've found visually 
interesting about this part of the game is this is the one part of the game where I, I and I mean, granted, I, I had to do the same thing as you and like kind of watch the last level and not so much live it. Um, and the fifth level for that matter. Um, but the, the, uh, the thing that I found very interesting about that particular boss is uh, you, you blow them up and then they're, uh, legs like blow off mm-hmm. and then their upper torso like freaks out and moves considerably faster but with less total mobility which is kind of scary yeah uh, yep and then when you kill the other one or you killed the you know both of them and you're like haha victory the the fingers mm-hmm. from the background the giant robot fingers that like grab the wall and rip it open and then there's like a huge, just the upper body version of, of the two robots you just fought. And you have to now deal with this. Like that, I actually kind of, you know, like <clears throat> hunched back in my seat. Like, oh, geez, like, yeah. oh my God, like, like, uh, this guy. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then, yeah. you know, you, when you, you finally beat that one, the wall, like he's been holding the wall open and it crushes on him and his head gets cut off. Mm-hmm. I was like, how is this interaction with this robot by far the most violent part of this game. Like you're, you're killing life forms left and right, but this robot interaction felt way more visceral. Yeah, no. And actually that, that leads uh, for me very nicely into the, the sound effects, the boss intro music I thought was amazing um, because it's just, it's, it's, it's very kind of like light, and then it kind of like leads into like a much heavier like music, but it starts off with like almost like a do 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 do. Like it's not that, but it's it's yeah, it's like light chimes kind of exactly. thing. Exactly, and it's like dun 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 like that. Like so, like when you hear that like little do 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 do, and then like you just see the one clawed hand like pierce the thing, and you're like, what? And then like the other one comes in, and you're like, no. And then it's like dun dun. I thought dun, that was like, the oh, boss. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just thought that, that the way they married the visuals to the the sound effect, to the, the music of the boss intro, did a great job building tension in that one moment. And in, 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 like you said, in a game where you're literally just dropping things left and right, in a game that's all about empowerment, when they introduced the bosses, I thought they did a great job of making you feel small. You know, so it's like, hey, yeah, you are, you know, you know, jumping from missiles and and like doing backflips off of your bike and landing on it and which <laughs> talk about that I feel like should be <laughs> um, you're doing all of these things but all that being said there are still things in this verse that are way bigger than you and you should absolutely like sit up and take notice yeah and and the fact that you mentioned that music I think is significant because my feelings about the music other than that music are there is music. Yes, I and, agree. I could and not you tell can, you anything about it. Well, and you can almost never hear it because there's just nonstop bullets or missiles firing the mm-hmm. noise that it makes when something takes damage or dies and the sound of you dying. So it's just oh, non, yes. non-stop sound effects. And that's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I think that's expected in a game like this. I mean, I, I think we felt the same way, you know, in any space faring bullet hell game. Um, but it's, it, it did make me notice a couple of times, like when I first got to the missile part and I was 
putting together like, oh, I need to shoot those thingies and that'll make the um, the shield go away. And I did actually stop firing for a second. All I could think about the music was, this music is weirdly upbeat. <laughs> but then the more I kind of thought about it, I was like, oh, because I'm not afraid, right? Mm. Like I'm, I'm space Rambo. Like right. I'm, I'm, you know, blonde Rambo with two guns. Who's shooting aliens. Like it ain't no thing. I'm yep. not afraid. This is not a problem <laughs> for me. And so that actually, like, even though the music is forgettable, if you can even hear it, it's, it conveys exactly the emotion it's supposed to convey, which then is perfectly juxtaposed against no now you need to be afraid this thing is scary right, right? and is... then and then big cool boss monster so like now i'm picturing because I, I i wouldn't have even thought of that without you mentioning it but i, I like that idea that the music is your character's like interpretation of the severity of things <laughs> that, that's happening so now my head canon is that the music is what you're character's like humming to himself like as he's <laughs> going through and just like dropping aliens left and right you know where he's just kind of like, hmm, 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 hmm. <laughs> like, like humming in his own little theme song and then all of a sudden like like this big thing and he's like no 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 <laughs> like, like, so that's why like the music gets more serious and uh and then and it was funny because when you said like because I, to be honest, I couldn't tell you any of the music because I, I did focus on the sound effects because I thought that those were unique and interesting. But the music, I couldn't tell you what. And so when you said like, oh, yeah, the music was strangely upbeat. I was like, now what does the music sound like? And then I pictured like you stop firing and it's like Japanese teen pop. <laughs> I just never <laughs> noticed it. <laughs> it's i mean it's not quite full-on like j-pop k-pop um but i mean it's very like think like the first stage of gradius or like mm. any kind of generic happy like space sci-fi music it's i mean it's basically that mm. just yeah. kind of all the time that yeah no I, I i could definitely like i can almost hear it but now it's just all of it's being pushed away for J-pop. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. In fact, I'm because the internet houses everything. I'm sure you'd be able to find it, but I kind of want to want to just play this game with all of the music redubbed over with like with that. So, uh, so I mean, is, goals, you know? ar arguably, as long as the the correct emotions are conveyed to the player, I'd say that that's not even necessarily like a negative change. <laughs> like, no. it's, just, yeah, it's fine. It's totally fine. Um, I did like the the different weapon sound effects. Um, I thought that that was uh, very kind of key and important because, as we've mentioned before, is in bullet hell games you, you, you you're kind of in sensory overload. So oh, yes, you you, <laughs> you need all of the you know it, they they need to be giving you all the information that they can. And considering that you know from a tactile standpoint, you're holding the controller, so that that one's kind of gone. Um, you know, you got eyes and ears, and hopefully you're not smelling or tasting anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um other than other than maybe copper from you know like <laughs> from all of the visuals <laughs> um but no i i thought that the uh that the guns making a different sound effect was a, a nice touch because especially for the difference between cluster and homing um mm. weapons because those look very similar but the only thing that's different is like the color but they make a very distinctly different sound effect you know so yeah the moment that I fired it, you know, like even if I was just like looking around the screen at the million of other things going on, I could tell you just by hearing what 
kind of weapon I had equipped. So I thought that was kind of a nice touch. Yeah, and there's most enemies are killed with one hit from virtually every different weapon, mm -hmm. but there are, I don't, I don't know, maybe structures is the right word, like a little turret will pop out mm -hmm. or, or some kind of small fortification that takes like a few hits. Right. And it makes like a really kind of piercing like 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 shriek noise yeah. not like an animal or or something shrieking in pain but it's like a very cl clear um this thing is going to take multiple hits noise and right. and I know that that's consistent across games of this genre because that information needs to be communicated to you no your bullets didn't just pass through it no you're not hitting a solid object that's impossible for you to destroy you need to keep shooting this thing and keep. anything that makes that noise you keep shooting until it stops making that damn noise. Yep. And that actually is true, too, of um, the whatever, uh, I guess, uh, what, what would it be called? The um, helicarrier that, you, uh, that you're fighting at one point where apparently uh, a, a barrage of missiles doesn't get the job done, but only you and your <laughs> infinity pistol does. Um, when you're underneath it, um, th there were definitely some... Uh, things that are shooting at you that I am fairly confident if given enough skill, you could probably destroy. Like there were those little lasers that shoot down at you. And when oh, you shoot at them, yes. it makes us, that same sound effect. And I immediately felt like, I'm like, I could probably kill this thing. And then I was like, oh, but man, I, I just, I, it's easier to just kind of like dodge around it. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure that, that this thing would blow up if I kept shooting at it. So that was kind of a, a nice touch. And if I remember correctly from again, when I was playing with Game Genie, um, they can be destroyed. And the way I used to do it was basically just because every time you spawn, you get a new bomb. Um, mm. So I would just jump at it, activate my bomb, and die. And then jump <laughs> at it, activate my bomb, and die. Um, and I do my life is meaningless. <laughs> I do think they blow up eventually. <laughs> yeah, I know um, right before you do that little part of that stage, you can get the flamethrower weapon, hmm. which I think is the easiest way to yes. deal with those. Yeah, right. yeah. And do you have anything else on uh, sound effects? Um, there are sound effects. I mean, <laughs> they, they, they serve, they serve the visuals really well, which I think yeah. is because, I mean, if you actually listen, like if you went, you know, on some website and you were like, I'm going to download all the sound effects for Contra three and you listen to them one by one, you'd be like, these either sound horrible or they don't make sense or they're not visually or they don't match what I would expect, you know, visually, but that's not their purpose. Their purpose is we are giving you way too much visual information. We need to supplement that or in some cases just completely replace it with auditory information. And they do that incredibly well. I, like the, I, yeah. I mean, we're, we're only two things into this and, and it's just like, I have nothing, basically nothing bad to say about the graphics or the the audio sound, you know, sound effects slash music ish. <laughs> yes, <laughs> music adjacent, and yeah, no, I, I I agree with both. The reason why I, I mentioned is because the the flamethrower thing does uh, lead us into um, gameplay, and I, it wasn't until I uh, died horribly the fifteenth time <laughs> <laughs> that I realized um, that uh, the power ups aren't random they're always the same correct at, and and i and right when i realized that i was like oh you're suggesting which weapon i should use and that was like 
like pull back the curtain, mind just blown, you know, <laughs> like that whole thing. Because I was just saying, like, oh, so whenever like they would drop a weapon, I'd be like, okay, all right, now let's see, let's see if you're right. And there were sometimes when I disagreed, where I was just kind of like, no, no, I, I, I prefer this weapon. But like a great example of it would be right before you go and fight uh, the Terminators two. Um, <laughs> Uh, right before you fight them, it almost forces you to get the homing upgrade because yes, you because pass that small... room without the homing upgrade. Oh my god! Yeah, no, it, it's 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 a hot a hot <laughs> mess. But but you pass through a hallway that is almost impossible for you to jump, and you can get the power up, and it's almost impossible for you to jump over it. And if you're firing like a madman, which you almost certainly are, you're gonna drop make the thing drop the power up. And I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, homing upgrade. And then when I fought that, I was just kind of like, oh, thank God. And I just like <laughs> pulled up in the corner and just kind of fired wildly in like that direction and just hoped that the bullets took care of the problem for me. Yeah, And so here's an interesting kind of uh, bit of, you know, inside baseball for you. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you ever look up a an FAQ or a tutorial or, you know, if you ask your friend whose uncle worked at Nintendo about the original Contra, they will tell you that one of the first upgrades, if not the first upgrade you can get, is the spread gun. Mm -hmm. And there is no reason in the original Contra to ever use any other gun, <laughs> literally ever. It is the best weapon you can possibly have. And in every situation. Yes, and there's only like one or two other times in the entire game you can get it. Hmm. Right. So <clears throat> the fact that they're not only giving you lots of upgrades so you, you can change, you know, weapon power-ups all the time and you can carry two so you could have, like, your favorite and the one that the game thinks you should have. Right. You know, so, like, you, you have some options, but they are, they're actually giving you tools at the time they're maybe expecting you to use them instead yes. of saying, oh, no, you need to pick the one that works the best for you and then don't lose it. Otherwise yeah. you're screwed forever. Yeah. Right. Otherwise, which, which makes the game harder, maybe more interesting in some ways, but I think less fun. Yes. No. And, and that's the, the thing is, <clears throat> I think that we, we, the Imperial, we need to <laughs> <laughs> more regularly distinguish between hard and punishing games, you know, because definitely there, yeah because there are game a game's difficulty does not make it like controller breaking you know and i think like one of the biggest things and and this game like many of its kind is is at fault at it to a degree um is like iteration time you know is if you if from when you get got to when you get a chance <laughs> to, try, <laughs> to try what done got you again needs to be super tight in this game i actually do think that it's not as at fault as many many games that are around the same age are in the sense that when you die you literally immediately get to try what killed you again because you just respawn like right where where you were you know yeah you you are dead the length of the death animation correct but that being said once you lose all of the lives um you then you didn't get kicked back to like some point you know like i think there's like normally one or two um save points like in the yeah, ch checkpoints yeah yeah but uh but yeah no i mean um so so yeah there's a huge difference between uh you know difficult difficulty and and punishing um and i completely forgot where i was going with that 
<laughs> I, there's a uh, on my one of my favorite George Carlin albums uh, called Back in Town. He gets he gets to the end of this segment, which he announces before he starts, like, "Oh, this is something new. Like I've been wanting to try out." And so you're the unlucky people who have to hear like this unfinished <laughs> material. And then when he gets to the end of it, he literally says, I have no ending for this bit, so I will take a small bow. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, he just, there's no segue. He just, like, hard cuts into the next part of his bit. Yep, that's, that's, that's all I got. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, um, gameplay. Uh, yeah, I I definitely, like I said, so to, to touch then again on the, um, the game genie and, and my own personal, (laughs) it, it is amazing to me. First of all, I think I am actually better at this game now than I was when I was younger, you know, just because, like I said, man, basically when I played as a kid, I just remember being a bomb machine, you know, like I would just get as close to the thing that I could and then set off my bomb and then just die. And especially <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the, what is it, the uh, winged big bad in level six. It's right before you fight the brain. It's what I assume is the spinal cord or supposed to represent the spinal cord. Mm, yeah. Um, that thing, uh, that's way easier to beat with infinite lives. I can tell you that right now. Because Well, and the, the scary teleport thing it does, like I remember I was watching it because I didn't get that far, but I was, right. I was watching it and I was just like, Holy hell. Like, <laughs> like it's haunting. I mean, like that's, I, I'm sure like if I'd had the controller in my hand, that would have been another part where I would have been like actually like put off my guard. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does a, a great job. Like occasionally just like being like, Hey, Hey, be unsettled. And you're like, oh, you <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, man. Whatever you say. But, uh, yeah, no, I thought, um, uh, uh, what was it? Um, oh, that was, the, that was the thing. That was what I wanted to touch on is, so two weapons, right? Mm. Completely forgot about that the whole game. <laughs> 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 yep, yep. It wasn't until I went to the video. And, and okay, so the reason why is when I looked at it, is I was like, well, it's for player one and player two, and I don't have a player two, so whatever. And it wasn't until I like... That, that's a reasonable mistake. Yeah, and so it wasn't until I was seeing, seeing the thing immediately right when I saw that there was like, a letter in both of the things i was like oh right yeah and they're even more forgiving because you only lose the weapon you had equipped when you die yeah which is pretty generous oh yeah no because i remember um occasionally when i play without the game genie like there is definitely if you're really quick about it a way to switch to your bad weapon if you in are in a situation where you know you're about to die like normally it's when you like you know, duff a jump or something like that. You right. know, you, you, you can very quickly be like, no, no, no. And which I imagine <laughs> it's just kind of like, you're like, no. And you just like holster your other weapon. You like pull the other one out. Like this is the one I want to fall on. And then you like, you hit the ground and it's, you know, shatters. And then you come back from that <laughs> <laughs> somehow. And then another uh, fun head cannon that you can do with this is very similar to some other games is every time you die, you could assume that it's your like son or, or progeny comes <laughs> to like finish the mission. And and at one point I like entertained that and it breaks down in some areas because some, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially once when you're like riding a motorcycle and you're like, eh, that doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> but I like, I like the idea behind it, especially if it's like every time, let's just say when you get your rest, right. Um, cause you're just resting, right? You just, it's, it's, it's the breathing bodies in, uh, in, in DBZ, right? Uh, 
Um, you're just resting. It's fine. You're just all tuckered out. So once you run out of out of rests and you're going, uh, you, you you use a continue. If that was your son or whatever, right? Then that would make more sense. But then also too, it would mean that like the aliens invaded in AD twenty XD six, right? And then it might have taken you like generations to actually rid the alien threat, which I kind of like the idea of. It doesn't work out perfectly, but it could be like uh, that one episode of Doctor Who where it is generations, but because they're clones that are born like fully grown, they're Ooh, only like, like min- minutes apart. Yes, yes. No, I like I like the. Actually, that would make a whole lot more sense. What What if you are a clone? Well, I mean, based on the frequency with which you die, I'd say you almost have to be. Yes. The, the man who, you know, holds up the champagne or, you know, gets the girl or whatever the hell, like the stupid little party at the end is, like, <laughs> that is not the guy who started that mission. No, no, not at all. What What if this, I'm just thinking of this now, so it's probably not uh, as well thought out as I'd like it to be, but what if, okay, what if it's like the aliens are getting ready to invade earth right so what if what if you're an alien clone right and oh, this, this is their everything. danger room what this is yeah. like their danger room yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> that see that that's the kind of crazy backstory that you could put in the booklet that went with this game because it's like <laughs> it's like why not like it doesn't yeah. it changes nothing about the gameplay <laughs> Yeah, no, that's one of the things that I think, honestly, as we've been doing these episodes that I've enjoyed the most is, you know, like, like you look at them without the nostalgia goggles. So, you, you know, you check out the graphics, the gameplay and see how it measures up to current games. That, that's all very enjoyable. But the the trying to come up with narratives when there are none in these games is, I think, one of the things that I enjoy the most because it, there, so many of them are such blank slates, you know. I can't wait till we eventually play something like Tetris. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that <clears throat> with Tetris, I think I saw something where it just said like it's it's very uh, Buddhist in like its philosophy because no matter how hard you work for something, it eventually all disappears and and life is impermanent and and yeah, is that Buddhist or is that like a nihilist? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's some. It's it's somewhere in there. But basically, Tetris is a digital mandala painting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if you if you're a pro- I can't believe we're doing this. If you <laughs> if, if you if you are approaching it with a negative outlook, as in like, no matter what I do with my life, I'm we're all gonna die. Then. It would, I guess, be a little bit more nihilist. Like life is meaningless, no matter how good you are or how hard you try. Mm-hmm. If it's, uh, if it's appreciating the beauty of the artwork, even if that is a temporary thing, that I could see as being a little more Buddhist. <laughs> no, I, 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 and I, I can't remember where I heard it the first time, but just somebody said, and it, it might have been in reference to Tetris, but I mean, it fits for any number of Tetris-esque games where it's just like, no, it's, it's, a, it's a great corollary for life. It just gets harder and harder until you die. And yeah. Like, yeah, kind of, you know? Well, I mean, see, now we're definitely dipping back into nihilism because oh, yeah, it's like... That, that's nihilistic. Because <laughs> yeah. when you get to the later levels where everything's faster and you're like man, I, I feel like this used to be easier. Like things didn't used to be this hard. Like th- that's like as your body's breaking down and your mind is slipping away from you. And th- and that's and that's when, you know, like, so you're playing, you're like, no, no, this, 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 I used to be able to do this. Now I can't do it anymore. And somebody just like puts their hand on your shoulder and says like, 
it's still level one. <laughs> and, it, and then, you know, like it, that's, that's when it cuts away. Yeah. That's, that's the, the heartbreaking, <laughs> you know, Shyamalan-esque uh, ending yeah. to that particular yeah. story. Uh, dude, our, uh, our Dr. Mario episode or whatever is going to be like the most depressing game critique. Oh yes. <laughs> we need to, we need to get that one on the list. I'm, I'm excited about that. We should, and it was just been like 10 minutes on visuals, 10 minutes on, on music, 10 minutes on gameplay. And then the philosophy of doctor, <laughs> doctor, really Mario, Dr. Mario. When did you have time to get that PhD? Yes. Yeah, his, his doctorate's in art history. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and it's honorary. <laughs> Um, so, <laughs> so there, there's something on, uh, the mechanics that I kind of want to get your opinion on because once this occurred to me, I, like I can't unsee it. Mm-hmm. So the, the whole game's only six levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's two levels that do the bizarre top down thing, which is so mind bogglingly annoying. Mm. Like it, there, those levels are short, but I just, the gameplay of them, I just found very not fun like it they're not that much harder they're, i wouldn't actually say they are harder than the other levels but i just i didn't like it i didn't like the shift and it's not that i, I couldn't even deal with the top down it's i don't like it in this game hmm. but but the thing about the mechanics that really stood out to me once i noticed it is the amount of throwaway mechanics like in the first level you ride yeah. in a tank never happens again Nope. In that that one level where you're fighting the boss like while you're climbing a wall, never do that again. And then there's the boss where you fight where you're jumping from missile to missile, never do anything like that again. Like which I was kind of happy about though because that was, well, yes. that was pretty. Nice. <laughs> but um, I mean, no, they're they're like you're on the motorcycle. There's a one stage where things are moving and you don't have control over the the speed that the stage is scrolling. Like there's a just a ton of things that like you have the tools to deal with this new situation, but anything you learned in that situation, like it's useless knowledge. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, so it is kind of di- differences in kind to run amok, you know, um, the, the only counter argument I could possibly give for that, which is that the idea that behind most of these games is that, you know, like, they were aimed at kids that you know didn't have their the means by which to purchase new games so the game was intended to be played like a hundred thousand times right so the idea is it's like do do, do you like the biking bit well then there's a biking bit you know but it's like we can only make the game (laughs) six stages long let's make a whole bunch of different stuff in there so that way we can hit like the broadest appeal possible and personally i i actually enjoyed the top-down stages like i wouldn't I wouldn't want to play them for too long, especially because after I started playing one of them for a little bit, I started to get a little motion sick mm-hmm. um, because that level it's level five. I think where there are things that can force you to spin, like you're not in control of your own spinning. I didn't like that. Because no. <laughs> all of a sudden I was just kind of like, Oh God, you know, like I just, ugh. but, uh, but yeah, I actually kind of thought it was an interesting shift. I, the only thing I didn't really like about the top down stages was the difference in kind was so stark and the game is so unforgiving with death. Like, <laughs> so I, I, in the sense that, you know, once you lose a life like that, you, dude, you can't lose lives, you know, you're going to need those lives later. So 
with that being said, I, I didn't care for that bit when all of a sudden I just lost a life and I was like, I, I don't really feel like I should have lost that one. But aside from that, I thought I thought it was an interesting at least attempt or experiment to try to vary it up, you know? Like yeah, and I guess I'm not I'm not down on this. Like it it, it didn't detract from my enjoyment. It's more like it it's kinda it's almost a compliment to the level design that most of the time they do an incredibly good job of introducing you to things in a safe space so that when they combine a bunch of things at once, you know what to do. Mm-hmm. And yet they could still include throwaway mechanics that they're like, yeah, you don't 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 really worry about this one because you're never going to do this again. Or if you're going to try and play through the game and get like a higher score, you'll have to remember how to do this when you get here again. But we're never going to show this to you again in the same game. Right. So the, I know you do the the top down thing twice, but like you're only on the bike once, you only mm-hmm. hang from the missiles once. The the crawly or the climby like hand over hand thing you do in the second half of the first stage, like you only do that. I mean, you kind of see it in the last stage, but it's not a big challenge like it is in the first stage because of the fire being there. Right. So it's just like there's all these really excellent examples of like learn a learn b learn c now deal with a b and c all at the same time and then it's like learn q learn f and learn j and now just forget those letters <laughs> and now you don't need to do that anymore uh, another weird one was the uh i think it's in stage two the uh like flying aliens that actually like pick you up you know i I must have shot them before I allowed them to do that to me. Well, la-di-da, Rambo. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, I can't think of a single enemy that interacted with me that didn't kill me when it touched me. Yeah, that was the thing, is that, you know, this was, this was the I think, the only one. It was because, you know, like, it, it touched me. I was like, ah, well, whatever. And then all of a sudden, like, I realized I didn't die immediately. That I was starting to be lifted off the screen. And I, I shot that thing in the head, and then it dropped me. <laughs> And I was able to like grab back onto the thing, which again to touch on the insanity of what I just said. <laughs> so <laughs> there is <clears throat> there's a creature in the game that instead of just mauling you to death the minute that it touches you, it decides to grab you and fly you up high enough that you die. Because that's the thing is that you die before it drops you, right? Right. Yeah, because the edges of the screen kill you sometimes. Exactly. So that <laughs> means that it flew you up so high that the mere altitude killed you. Um, so that's crazy. But then if you shoot it in the head before it manages to do that, you can then fall several feet. I'm going to say at least 20 feet. And then grab onto with one arm and while holding an infinitely heavy gun. <laughs> <laughs> and you do not dislocate your shoulder, which I was I thought was pretty neat. <laughs> Dude's in good shape. Yeah, man. He's, t- he's not the bad dudes, but he's a bad dude. He is a bad dude. I would not want to be punched in the face by somebody who could lift infinitely heavy things, because I'm pretty sure that's like <laughs> the stuff that Superman does, you know? Agreed. Like it, it, <laughs> I think there was one thing one time where I saw, they were like, well, how strong is Superman? It's like, well, at one point, he and this other person held a book with an infinite number of pages, which means that it's infinitely heavy, but... You know, it's like you can say he was holding it with somebody else's help. But the thing is, this other person has a limit to their strength, which means that Superman is holding the rest. (laughs) So what's infinity minus a discrete number? It's still infinity. So he is infinitely strong. And I just liked that, like, mathematical argument. 
Yeah, the, there's. I'm I'm sure you've seen and maybe even own some of those like the science of comic books kind of <laughs> things. And and I mean, they, obviously they can't hold up to like deep scrutiny, right? But I do like when they make an effort like that, where they're like, yeah, if you go five or six steps into the math, we'll we'll go along for the ride with you. But <laughs> it, after that, it's a comic book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's that's kind of like the thing because I think at one point, you know, for the Superman thing. Superman gets because uh, Jimmy Olsen has like his signal watch or something. And so he activates it. And the thing is that the reason why it works is because Superman can hear supersonic stuff, you know, oh, <laughs> on a planet orbiting Vega at the time. that was <laughs> off, And he still manages to get back in about 10 minutes. So not only is he traveling several times the speed of light <laughs> in order to get back in that amount of time, but also um, he heard sounds through space, which I think is pretty neat. So, <sighs> This is very bad. strong ears. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> this isn't that bad. Cause I mean, this is theoretically aside from the infinitely heavy gun possible, like sort of, but yeah, no things like that. I just, I, again, it, let me to be hundred percent on this. <laughs> it's not immersion breaking. And that's the important no. thing is that, you know, like, yeah, it's all so like on theme that you're just kind of like, no, this is totally fine. It's not until you like put the controller down and think about it later. So you're like, <laughs> that was stupid. Well, and and the fact that you can think about, haha, that's stupid, and then still have like literally no problem going back and like playing again or seeing those exact same things. It's it's um, I I don't think that's just like a silly kid thing. Like I think that's just a well delivered piece of media, whether it's a a video game or a movie or a comic book. Like you understand the rules of the universe. And no matter how stupid they are, you are like, yeah, these are just the rules of this universe. He yeah. has really, really strong palm muscles. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think that, that also, too, what supports it is that the game is so unwavering in its tone. Now, its tone is over the top <laughs> action insanity. You know, it's not like this isn't a think piece, you know. But that being said, because it doesn't waver from that tone, you know, like it's very much about like, like over the top action and occasionally just dips a little bit into like fear just to like remind you that you're not a God, you know? And this is supposed to be a stressful situation. Right. The the fact that it does that is I think like personally what made me ignore a whole lot of it. I did have one. This is, uh, this barely relates, but I don't know why I just got a huge (laughs) kick out of it and I wanted to share it. So, um, uh, Rick and Morty. It's a great show. Um, (laughs) you have my attention (laughs) so at one point you're fighting a bad guy i think it's in uh the second stage and uh it's it's like a blue kind of thing it has a spotlight at the bottom and it oh yeah yeah so it initially it fires bombs at you and if you just kind of huddle over on the side of the screen they won't hit you and it starts firing people at you people-esque aliens right and they all have like wings i was like man look at all these bird people coming out of this plane (laughs) and then i was like huh bird person and i was just kind of like excuse me contra man i really feel that you should stop shooting at my ship and like then all of a sudden they were just all bird person (laughs) and 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 i don't know why that 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 tickled me was just like just just hundreds of bird persons like just flooding out just getting getting mowed down by contra man (laughs) i like that you just subtly pointed out that neither of us have 
any idea what the hero's name is. Nope. No. I'm, not a clue. Contra Man. I, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Best, best, best guess. Contra Man. Hang on. What is the name of the hero in Contra? <laughs> it's probably something like like Brock Strongo or, or Jake. God, if ripped, it's ripped, ripped bottoms. If it's, if it, I can't even say that with a straight face. If it's Brock, <laughs> Brock Strongo, I, I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> if, if it was actually that <laughs> Strongo is way funnier <laughs> I can't I, I'm finding nothing Wait Nope hmm. Riser Sure Like Maybe. Paul Like Paul Riser <laughs> Is he mad about you Like I don't Wait, know, hang on. The original, uh, yeah, the original Contra and its sequels, Super Contra and Contra Three: The Alien Wars, are set in the 27th century and center around two commandos named Bill Riser and, get this, Lance Bean. Ah, uh, uh, <laughs> I had Lance. But does, Bean. Does that, does, that's you, you got to admit that's tiny bit immersion breaking that is lance bean like B- bill and lance good old bill and lance no because they they would have to change their names after the events of of contra just because you can't have bill and lance who saved the world you know like what's that what's that monument even gonna look like two bad dudes two <laughs> <laughs> yeah so <laughs> so then the game two bad dudes is just like a dramat- dramatization of the adventures of of lance and bill oh god it's, yep. it's, it's poisonous to think about those names and try and enjoy <laughs> the game um so, i th- i think i'm i'm getting close to the end of my notes here <laughs> so i had one other uh note and this didn't deal with uh gameplay so much as again it was just like my own enjoyment of pointing out the ridiculousness of this uh of this game um so in the first level and again it just sets the tone right the first level right off the top sets the tone it's like hey man it's you against the world whatever and so at one point you're standing on some of the the rubble and a human looking plane comes and firebombs the area and lights the entire world on fire to the point (laughs) where there's immediately like magma spewing up out of the earth that you can shoot to death by the way (laughs) (laughs) so there is some fire that shooting is the right solution yeah yeah no there are totally (laughs) fireballs that you can shoot until they're not fireballs (laughs) so i just i remember seeing that and kind of like cocking my head and being like aren't aren't these guys supposed to be on my side like huh yeah, no, it definitely looks like a World War II era, like gr- Army Green Bomber. Yeah, like a B-52 kind yeah. of. Yeah, and it just, and it fires something that I guess, I mean, I luckily have never been in a point in my life where I've extensively had to deal with napalm. But that being <laughs> said, it sets the world on fire for a not insubstantial amount of time, which I was just kind of like, what did they fire at me? Why are we just covering the earth in this shit? Like, well, I'll just go underground, 
and then just just hit it, hit it, hit it, hit all of it with this, and then we'll just we'll just come back up later, <laughs> and everything will be fine shortly. Yeah, yeah, sure. But uh, but yeah, that was that was my last note. Was um, I, I think the exact note reads, "Your own plane nukes you?" Question mark. Then everything <laughs> permafire. <laughs> was was the note. <laughs> It's yeah no I'm I'm with you because that that is, gosh is that the one time in the game there's even evidence that anyone else has survived until the little ending pseudo cinema I mean I guess somebody's flying the helicopter. Yeah yeah I mean it could be a cargo robot like you don't it actually see a pilot. That's true and then so yeah yeah because there's a b-52 there's the helicopter which both could have been flown by cargo robots who knows or maybe the reason why the b-52 bombs you is because the aliens got a hold of it or whatever ah. but that being said there actually i would argue that there have to be several hundred helicopters because of the sheer volume of missiles that are shot at the ship <laughs> that you jump between i don't think one helicopter has that kind of payload well it they just <laughs> fastened one of your guns to the bottom <laughs> of the helicopter. That's the one piece of alien tech we've managed to scrounge up is the one that makes infinite, infinite ammunition. I, I can I can get on board with that. I like that. So so before I ask you if you feel like it holds up, um, and you kind of alluded to this, but do you have a favorite weapon? Did you have something that like you kind of went against the game's wishes and you're like, no, this is the gun I'm gonna use. So I liked the spread homing though man oh god homing all the way yes yes no whenever given the option homing i like the flamethrower that was fine you know lasers did gave uh, no no why even bother right there's got to be one crap gun to make the other guns look good oh yeah no something had to juxtapose i I actually feel like that i would have gotten more use out of a laser pointer than (laughs) the actual lasers that they use like I, i was as disappointed in the laser gun as I was the first time I saw a laser gun and all it did was just shoot light at people. I was like, that's not what I've been led to believe laser guns do. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no lasers were worthless. Um, but, uh, yeah, no dude, homing, homing all the way. Yeah. Homing all the way. And not just because, I mean, obviously, but it didn't, I didn't get the impression that they made you compromise on its, kill power for the fact that it finds the thing it's going to kill for you it's not like oh it's homing but it's a lot weaker it's like no it seemed pretty fine yeah no i i I agree especially like you said considering the fact that you can be facing away directly away from the thing that you're trying to kill and it will fire out turn around not hit you and (laughs) go back and kill the thing that you're trying to kill that's that's pretty handy yeah that's the thing it's not even like Oh, it, it kind of, you know, like if your shot is sort of off target, then maybe, no, it will totally change direction yep. mid flight. Yeah. It's that was, I, I didn't even know. I didn't even bother to recognize that the game was trying to give me the tool it thought I should be using because I was pretty confident that homing missiles was what <laughs> I should be using because well, homing missiles. Well, I mean, it'd be kind of like, you know, if all of a sudden somebody says like, hey, man, you're going to go up against two bad dudes. So uh, at first, (laughs) they're going to come at you. Yeah. Hi. So at first, we're going to give you like a baseball bat. And then and then we're going to give you, you know, like like this, 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 these these brass knuckles. Okay, cool. And then we're going to give you a flamethrower. All right. And then but then we're going to want you to switch back to the to the brass knuckles. It's like, wait, 
Nope. No, wait. What, what was that third one? That the fun, I'm just going to hang on to that. And uh, and if you try to take it away from me, I'll have a flamethrower. <laughs> so now I'm just picturing like the person who's like running you through this, being like like as you're strapping on the flamethrower, <laughs> flamethrower, you're like didn't think it through, did you? And it just yeah. But anyways, uh, uh, do, does it hold up? Does it hold up? Uh, I absolutely think it does. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I had. And considering I, one, am terrible at this game, and two, went into it thinking it was an entirely different game, I had a really, <laughs> really good time playing it. Yeah, no, it was just, it was a lot of fun. A really short cycle time in the sense, of, oh, sorry, like in play time, you know, because like at one point I played, I, I, the first time I sat down to play it, I played three rounds of it, and I was like, that's enough. And I looked up, and it'd been like a half an hour, you know? So I was like, oh, this is easily something that you could just sit down, play 10 minutes of, and then go back to life so that's really nice very very character design interesting concepts tonally appropriate uh good gameplay good mechanics just it's just a good game man it definitely holds up you know the one thing we didn't i don't think either of us mentioned specifically is i never felt like if i died that the game had like cheated correct so i mean it's hard like it's a hard game not a punishing game or at least not mostly but like i I think it'd be reasonable to recommend this to someone who's like, yeah, I like fast paced shooty kind of games. And it's like, Oh, did you ever play Contra three? Oh no, I missed that when I was a kid. You could still go play it now. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, I would, I would, I would completely recommend this to somebody, you know, who was looking for a game like this to play. I'd be like, eh, yeah, no, you should absolutely check out Contra three. It, it totally holds up. So right. Everybody listening. If you get a chance, play some Contra three. It's uh it's pretty fun. And especially, like I said, you know, it's, it's, it's really fun to play. And then also when you're done, sit it down and go find somebody else who's played Contra three to talk <laughs> about some of the deeply ridiculous things that you have just seen, because that is, is also fun and enjoyable. So it's a game that keeps giving. Yeah. And, uh, coming up on the 90 minute mark, I don't think we've even begun to scratch the surface of every insane visual thing that happens Not in this game. Even close. <laughs> <laughs> So next time, uh, I think we're going to do a deep, um, introspective, uh, philosophical uh, deep dive on um, uh, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. (laughs) Curtain falls, the music plays, the credits roll, then it all fades to black. And you're left by yourself The fanfare is gone There's no player two There by your side to share victories won But as you slowly progress Down the hall to your bed A few great events Leak back into your head From the time that you spent Traversing the land Battling evil Fighting the darkness Just sword in hand Your memories creep in 